0: And come with us now to our gospel, our scripture lesson for today, found in the New Testament gospel of John. John. John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. John chapter 1. Verses 35 through 42. And as you're able, won't you stand out of reverence and respect for God's holy, powerful word? And listen now for the word of the Lord. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he, he exclaimed, look, look, here is the Lamb of God. Well, the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. And When Jesus turned and saw them following him, he said to them, what are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and see. Well, they came and saw where he was staying. And they remained with him that entire day. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Well, he found. His brother Simon and said to him we have found the Messiah which is translated anointed and so he brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said you are Simon you the son of John you are to be called Cephas which is translated Peter the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. And now I want you pray with and for me. Oh wonderful God, creator of heaven and of earth. We pray today that you will enlighten us that you will teach us once again that you will help us relearn and to learn what it is to open our eyes and to see Jesus in Jesus name we pray it. amen The sermon topic for today is come and see. I like to add on to that, come and see for yourself. In our scripture lesson today, we began with Jesus walking toward John the baptizer and those who stood with With John, oh, I wish I could see Jesus as he walked. You know, President Obama was known for his walk. A lot of black men back in the day were known for their walk. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could have seen Jesus as he walked. You know, sometimes when we see a man walking down the street, We say, look at him, look at him. He walks just like old man Stubblefield. Can't you hear his mother saying, boy, you act just like your father. Old people used to say to me when I was a little girl, she is the spitting image of her daddy. And my mother would say, you know, that is so true. Because if I had not known... I was there, I wouldn't have thought she belonged to nobody but him. Well, he, he walked like his father, Jesus did, his father in heaven. He acted like his father in heaven. He manifested him to the world. He showed the world what God was like. That's why Jesus could say, whoever has seen my father has seen me. Some people don't have an earthly father. They call America the fatherless country for the last 50 years. No, some people don't have an earthly father who was worth very much, but we have to know this. Everybody has the opportunity now to have a real father available to you and his name is Jesus. Let Jesus be the man you walk like. Let Jesus be the man you talk like and look like. Let Jesus be your model in how to live your life. I'm talking about Jesus. Never compare an earthly father with Jesus. Some women say they can't call God father because their own father was not a good father. And I'm, my question is, why would you compare Jesus with your daddy anyway? Your daddy is a human being. Jesus is fully human and fully God. And so I can call him father if I want to. Somebody say amen. Let Jesus be your model of how to live your life. Only when your eyes are focused on Jesus and your heart's devoted to Jesus can you more clearly see Jesus and more nearly follow Jesus. Oh, beloved, as Jesus approached, John the Baptist said to the two men who had become his followers, he said, look, 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 the Lamb of God. They recognized Jesus. And these two men were Andrew and John, the authors of our gospel. John the Baptist had been preparing them to meet and to follow Jesus. So when John the Baptist told them who Jesus was, they left John the Baptist and they followed Jesus. Say, be careful. Be careful. Say it. Be careful who you follow. Now, the Bible says that Jesus turned around and he saw two men, two men, and he asked them, their names were Andrew and John, so he asked them, what do you want? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? What do you want? In other words, why are you following me? Mm. What are you looking for me to do for you? You see, Jesus was testing their motive, 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 because your motive, your reason, your intention, your aim, your purpose is the most important thing to Jesus. Why? Why are you a member of the church? Why do you work in the church? Why? Do you want to be seen even more than Jesus is? Oh, God, help me. Why? What's your motive for being here? We all need to ask ourselves, what do we do? What do we do? And why do we do what we do? Somebody needs to say amen. Yeah, we need to ask ourselves that question. Sometimes you need to just talk to yourself. Ask yourself, self, what do you want from the Lord. Because that's an important question. What do you want Jesus to do? Why, why are you following Jesus? Is it, is it money? Is it fame? Is it ease? Is it pleasure? Is it attention? What, what are you spending your time looking for? Oh, of God, I hope that we are all in here to seek first the kingdom of God. We are here to walk closer to Jesus and to serve him faithfully. Why did Andrew and John say they answered Jesus with a question they asked him? In response, they asked, Rabbi, which means teacher. See, the problem with a lot of people today is they don't have a teachable spirit. They, They can't be taught nothing. They, they think they know everything. And many times in the church, the people who don't know what they don't know. And so they try to do things to be seen that they don't know nothing about. Somebody say amen. They ask Jesus a question. It's, Rabbi, where are you staying? And they asked that question because they had already been won over by what he, what they had heard about Jesus, and what they had heard about this wonderful Savior. And they simply wanted to be with him. They wanted to be with him. Isn't that always true when you love somebody, when you respect and admire? Someone, a man meets a woman and he falls in love with her. Come on now, try to remember. And does he, does he say as he leaves her, baby, I'll see you next year sometime, maybe, if it don't rain. No, he says, I'll see you a little later, baby. And then he arranges to meet her frequently. We spend time with our children because we love them. We we spend time with our parents because we, we love them. We spend time with our friends because we love them. You can't love somebody and not want to spend time with them. Yes, if we love somebody, we want to be with them. These men loved Jesus, and they wanted to go home with him and have sweet fellowship with with Jesus. And if we love Jesus, this will be true for us too. That's why you come to the church house, this Jesus house, because you want to spend time with Jesus at his house. Somebody say amen. We want the fellowship with him in his church and in prayer and in the word and in service and in evangelizing a lost world. Jesus is asking those of us who follow him this most important question, beloved. What do you want with me? Oh, here's the correct answer. The correct answer is Jesus I just want to spend time with you because Lord, I love you. We can say that to people, we can say that to things. I love that parish, I I love that kind of perfume. I, I love that house. We just love, 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 don't we? But how often do we say, I love you Jesus. And I just want to spend some time with you. Listen, listen. Because they were following Jesus for the right reasons, following Jesus with honorable intent in their heart and in their soul and in their spirit and in their mind, Jesus invited them to be with him at his house. Be careful who you invite home with you. Be careful who you spend time with. He said, come. You got to come and see. You got to come and see me for yourself. You got to know me for yourself. And you can't know me without spending some time with me. So, so come on. And this is always what he says to those who love. And all the way through the Bible, he's saying, come. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come and see me. So many people walk in the house of God saying, see me, God? Do you see me? No, no, no. We should come in the house of God saying, I came to see you, Jesus. I-, I came to spend time with you, Jesus. Oh, if everybody in the world would respond to this invitation, they would see just how wonderful Jesus is. Oh, we like to brag on our children. We like to brag on our friends. We like to brag on our family. We like to brag on ourselves. But I'm going to tell you something. If that's all you do, you haven't met Jesus. There ain't nobody like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, oh, we can talk to you all day long about him, but you'll never know the joys that are in Jesus until you come and try him out for yourself. The psalmist says, oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. You know, if people only knew how good, (laughs) just how good he is, they would not hesitate to come and spend time with him. Let me change the words to the song just a little bit. He's good. He's just so good. Jesus is good to me. So many people doubt him, but I I can't live without him. That's why I love him so, because he's so good. He's so good to me. I love Jesus love Jesus because he he watches over my family. He's good. He protects me from evil. He's so good. He's been so good to me, I just can't tell it all. I can't tell. He brought me, taught me, kept me, helped me, saved me. He clothed me, chose me, fed me, watched over me, rescued me, picked me up, carried me over, strengthened me, directed me, warned me. Jesus loves me. And whether you admit it or not, Jesus loves you, too. Hallelujah. Well, well. Well, beloved, these two men went home with Jesus, and they spent the entire day with him. The entire day. They stayed throughout the entire day. Ain't that what people used to do back in the day? They stayed at church, what? The entire day. Oh, it's a good and wonderful thing. To stay with the Lord sometime, just you and Him. You know what? You know what? We have a tendency to stay for long periods of time everywhere, but the church. Oh, somebody need to help me up in here. We spend time with our friends and our family and our jobs in the mall, at the beach, on vacation, at the club, in the park, watching the stories, playing Xbox, playing with Barbies, playing bid whist, and even stay in a bad situation. Oh, but we don't like to spend too much time in worship and fellowship with Jesus. Jesus said, I want you to come. Come and see. Come and see me. Come and get to know me for yourself. Spend time looking at me. Abide in me. Learn to have sweet fellowship with me. Come on, get close to me. Come on, feel, feel feel my presence. Always learn to identify the sound of my voice by listening to my word preaching, and prepare the way for me in your songs and your worship. I'm here, I'm here. Come, in, come and see. One of the things that I love to do most in the world is to go on a cruise and people may have different reasons for liking to cruise, but one thing is very economical. But I have been on many, many cruises all by myself. Most pastors are people who like to spend time all by themselves with Jesus. I love to. Go on the balcony and just say, God, I see you. God, look at that ocean. you just showing out. God, it's so peaceful and quiet in my room with just me and you. Oh, God. And I put on the music. And I talk to him. And he walks with me all over the cruise. And and he talks with me all over the ship. And he tells me that I am his own. Oh, and the joy we share. Can't nobody call me. Can't nobody get in touch with me. Ain't nobody talking to me. I'm spending time alone with my Jesus on a cruise ship. I love the Lord. I love the time with him. Just learn to have sweet fellowship with with me. Jesus says, "I love to just go in a room in my house by myself. I got a room in in the parsonage called the healing room. I stay in there. It's got plants all over. I love plants. Even this morning, I went in there and one of the plants is just." Growing plants just grow whenever I put them around just God wants to remind me. One of them is getting so tall, but today I noticed again, there are some little new plants. Stems coming up and I said, I see you, Jesus. I see you. Oh, come and see and prepare the way for me in your songs your worship, and your time. So these two men went home with Jesus. And they were changed. And they were blessed. In fact, Andrew is so full of the word that he's hearing from Jesus that he's just about to burst. Oh, and it just make you excited. He's been looking for the Messiah, and now he's found him. Oh, now he's seen him for himself and heard him and been blessed by him. You gotta watch who you hang with. Hmm. Somebody saying, "Really? Was he all that happy? Was he all stuck up? Really? Really? For real?" God will use the Holy Spirit to shake you up, make you shout. Get happy and don't care who sees you. I'm talking about spending time with Jesus. Andrew had been changed by his time spent with Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you know somebody who say they are Christian, so you can say it, but it ain't true. If you know somebody who say they're a Christian, there are signs that are obvious to everybody. If you've known them a long time, you should have seen some change for the better. Oh, my God. Things you used to do, you don't do no more. You don't even want to do them anymore. Andrew had been changed by the time he spent. Jesus. He saw who Jesus was by spending time with Jesus. Something happened. And then Andrew ran home and found his brother Simon and he cried out, We have found the Messiah, the Christ. That's why churches don't grow because ain't nobody running around talking about Jesus. Andrew ran home, found his brother Simon, and he cried out. He cried out. And how do we know that Andrew was touched? How do you know somebody's been touched by the Lord? How do you you know? One way you know is because Andrew couldn't keep it to himself. Let me tell you something. If you know Jesus, you can't keep him to yourself. Beloved, this is one of the proofs of salvation. When a person is really and truly saved... want to see somebody else saved too. They want to see somebody else saved too. When you've seen Jesus in your heart, how can you help but want somebody else to see him too? I know what I'm talking about because when we receive something in our life that makes us feel good, you don't keep it a secret. Unless it's not yours to have, oh, oh. <laughs> when you get that dream car, you don't leave it in the garage. <laughs> when you get your hair braided, process weave gel, or purchase a new wig, whatever. Cause we blessed, we got it like that dye it, fry it, whatever, it will do whatever it will do. You don't leave the beauty shop or open the box from hair, stop, and shop and intentionally mess it up. You want to show it off. My brothers, when you buy a set of golf clubs or some cologne or a new suit, do you buy them and then hide them? No, men don't do that, but women do. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) We put it in the trunk, don't let him know, don't know. I'll bring it out when I bring it out. No, we don't do that. You know what I'm trying to say. When you have something that you love or that you like, and it changes all your life, you're gonna share it with somebody. And if you really saved, you're gonna run and tell somebody and convince him or her to come and get saved too. I know a savior. I know a man. So therefore, after Andrew found Jesus, Andrew went and told his brother and then brought him to Jesus. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus, and Simon fell in love with the Savior. Because he was destined to become one of Jesus' disciples. That's who we are today. That's what we ought to want to be, a disciple of Jesus. Nothing should mean more to you than being a follower of Jesus Christ. Way back in the day when I was accepted to be a part of the Domestic Peace Corps in the 60s in New York, I can remember uh, that because we were projects of the government, They exposed us to so many, many, many things. And I can remember one night we had been invited to have dinner with Lena Horn. Lena Horne, yeah, we, we met a lot of people, God was good. And I told the people I couldn't go. So they going, you know what? You so strange. That's what they tell me all the time. What, where'd you come from? You are just strange. You not going to Lena Horn's house tonight, why? I said, cause I got to go to church. I have to go <laughs> to church. Salem United Methodist Church in Harlem, New York City. Y'all have a good time. But I, I gotta go to church. And so Jesus said to him, Simon, you're so excited about me. You know what, Simon? I'm going to give you a new name. I'm not going to call you what people call you. I'm going to call you who I see you to become. He was destined to become one of Jesus' disciples. So Jesus said to him, you have been called Simon, but from now on you will be called peter listen now listen listen when we really see jesus when we fall in love with the lord he'll change our lives forever oh he'll change our lives forever look at the lord (laughs) knows you following him the one thing i'm gonna suggest you never ever do i'm gonna tell you by experience is tell the Lord what you're not going to do. I can't count the times I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I did it. He'll change our lives forever. The old name of Simon meant something vacillating and unstable, the new name of Peter meant a stone, something solid. And something stable in his own nature. Peter was unstable, but when Jesus finished with him, he was like the rock of Gibraltar. Or he was the opposite of what he was before he knew Jesus. Jesus will change you for the better. Yes, he will. He'll change you for the better. Beloved, when we are in a relationship with Jesus, Jesus will look at us and he'll see us both as we are and as he wants us to become. Jesus was redefining Simon's existence. He was redrawing Simon's profile. He was rewriting Simon's life. What you used to be, Simon, you won't be anymore. Where you used to go, Simon, you won't even want to go anymore because what you are is not what you shall become. It's always working on us. Never through. where. it reminds me of the songs that our ancestors used to sing as we celebrate this Martin Luther King weekend and tomorrow and all of the people who have made a way for us. Ah. They used to say, I told Jesus it would be all right to change my name. Oh, glory to God, beloved child of the Most High God, as Christians, we must be careful because people will give us the wrong name. Uh huh, they call us the wrong name. People today have become their own worst enemy, they're destroying themselves. Because they have allowed the world to give them the wrong name. I'm, look, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about names like you gonna fail. Names like you ain't no good. Names like ugly. Names like fear. Names like thug. Names like dog. Gangbanger. Worthless. Oh, be careful today. Be careful. Who you spend time with because you can become what people call you. I am who I am because people say that's who I am. And that's why we must realize that people didn't create us. So people don't know what to call me. They didn't make me. God tells me who I am. Jesus will give us a a new name. Oh, my beloved, I want you to believe you are who the word of God says you are. I am talking about a, a new name. A new name. What's your name? Call me a child of the king. What's my name? I'm talking about, call me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am among a royal priesthood. I'm created in God's image. I'm more than a conqueror. I, I, I am more than a conqueror. I am victory. A name like I'm an overcomer. Jesus will change your whole self. And so as we close, let's say this. Jesus is saying to us, He's saying to us, "In the mist, you better be, you better be awake." That's what the young people are saying now. You know, we're we are going into a, a, a new paradigm. Oh yeah. We Things are changing at the spiritual level. You can stay down on the ground if you want to, but things are changing at the spiritual level. We're going to a new dimension. That's why things that are happening have not happened before. We're going to a new dimension. We're going to a spiritual dimension. Oh, we have been in a worldly dimension in a self-defined dimension, Is, is that where God's taken us? No, that's not ever where God has taken us. He's a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so, Jesus is saying to me and to you, come. Come up to me, come, come, come unto me. Jesus is saying, "Follow me." Jesus is saying, "Spend time with me," and I will just tell you who I am. See, you, you, Jesus can talk for himself. He, he will tell you who he is. You read the word and listen to the preacher and study the word. Jesus will tell you for himself who he is. Read and study your Bible. Learn about me. Worship me. Jesus says, come and see me for yourself. Songwriter has a way of saying it. One of my favorite songs doing this disposition, this change in the world. This is not a time when what you do today is okay because it was okay yesterday. God is doing a no thing. Don't you perceive it? There's nothing we can do. To impress God, there's nothing we can do to work our way into glory. The song says it like this a spiritual song Open, open my eyes, Lord. Because I want, I want to see Jesus. I just want to be able to reach out and touch him. I just want to be able to tell him that I love him. Oh Lord, open my ears, Lord.
1: So much noise
0: going around in the world. Open my ears, Lord, and, and teach me. Me Teach to me listen. to listen. Not to people, but to you. Teach me to listen. Open Lord, I just ask you. Eyes, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see Jesus. I want Jesus. to see Jesus. Open, my, open eyes. my eyes, Lord. I want to see. I want to see on earth as it is in heaven it's time to just reach out and touch you good god and touch you and and i just want to tell you lord that i that i love you oh open my over my ears ears, lord over my ears lord teach me spiritual things teach Teach me to to listen listen to you Oh my. Open. My, my Open my eyes, Lord. Because I, I want, want to, see. to see you. Jesus. This is a this is a new day. It's a time when we have to get out of ourselves and get into Jesus. It's time for us to be more concerned with Jesus than we are with people. It's that time when we don't miss an opportunity to go to the Lord's house and And he says, come, come and see me, come, come to my house and and see me, come to my house and listen to me. It's that time, it's that time can't tell you how many times people will ask me oh this is the end of time the end is coming pastor what do we do what do we do you be ready this is time to be ready not to be afraid but to be ready 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 for what in again, just to behold his face, be ready, why do I do that pastor, you first you join the church, you become a part of of the Jesus game, you get baptized, that's the initiation into the Jesus game. And so I invite you to become a member of a church. If this is a church of your choice, we'd love to have you. But if you don't want to come to us, we'll be happy if we can't recommend you. Because the church of Jesus Christ is not about any of us. Jesus, have mercy. Know what the Bible says and do that. I know people who know more about the United Methodist discipline. They don't really know that either. Then they do the word of God. It's okay to know the discipline, but not okay. Not to know the word of God. I'd rather know the word of God and not know nothing about no church rules and regulations. Come to see Jesus. Give your offering. There are many ways you can give your offering. It's a way to say, I love you. I love you, Jesus. The word of God says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. And so as we close out this worship service on this day in Southern California Well, we have been blessed with rain, and we have had to prepare for the rain, like we ought to be preparing for you, Jesus. Come and see for yourself let Jesus tell you who he is. Let us all stand. This is a get serious time. (laughs) It's a new day. and What it is is a new opportunity. A new opportunity to spend time with Jesus. Let him change your character. Change your mind. Change your heart. Change. Change. And so, Almighty God, as we leave this house, or as we get up off the couch, Uh, we changed the podcast station whichever way all the ways you've given us that we participated in today we give you glory honor dominion and power in the name of God the Father son and the holy spirit let the church say let the church say amen let the church let the church say amen god has spoken let the church